0: Everything I, Bradley Bradley Adam says call, is I will end this is nonsensical. a stone-cold winner call, though, Elite Beard. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. slap, slap, slap.
1: Les différents podcasts de frappe.
0: Arsenal have been through their mile and a
1: half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back.
0: The Different Knot Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Welcome back to the... Sorry. What? ...podcast. A light-hearted look at Arsenal with Alexander yeah. Manopeni and my very good friend. Bramley Apples. Let's go. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's maybe my favourite thing to ever come out of football. Um, I'll play the whole thing. Yeah, thanks, Jürgen. You, you thought on how Villa lined up today and how Villa played? I'm, I'm the opposition reporter. Just your take on Villa today for me, please. Sorry, what? <laughs> oh, oh We live in this globalised world and this league is obviously for everyone and there's going to be culture clashes, but I just think that is so funny. <laughs> I love it when it happens. I love it when it happens. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It is, it is great. It is great. Um, welcome back to the Different Podcast. How are you doing, Brad? I'm good. I'm good.
1: It's very early. Um it is it's my fault that we're here so early but I'm 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 feeling good mate that result's got me in a good mood. It's not your fault, Brad. I, you know I I said to you yesterday um that, that, that it was it was genuinely probably the first game maybe ever but definitely in a long time that I'd considered not watching. I was just like as in like for yeah, a fleeting second Why in my that? head I was because I think this all feels like um, Groundhog Day, and this definitely will come onto my word of the day, which is reservations. I still have reservations, and I had a conversation with somebody at work yesterday Um, because we were, he was an Arsenal fan, and uh, hopefully he listens because I did stir, steer him to the pod. So if you're here, hello.
0: Hello, Brad's um, friend would you call him I, a friend um, Brad's
1: colleague and a acqu- well acquaintance it was it was somebody that was <laughs> buying stuff from my work so and you plug um, in the pod
0: to him go on Brad <laughs> i plugged the pod
1: yeah mate always on that craft. um and we had a we had a conversation uh about the result kind of after the 3no and said and we we kind of came to this consensus you can't be annoyed at the result you can still have things that you think weren't good enough within the game that you need to improve moving forward and i think that's been the consensus of a lot of games you know where we've said do you know what we've gotten the result against norwich these things need to improve for me to be on board so that we know we're moving in the right direction and that that kind of is my word of the game reservations there's there's a few things that i i still think we started poorly and I kind of just want to get them out of the way, so we can lavish
0: in the beauty that was that second half. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let, let me let me just do this. Arsenal three, Southampton nil. Uh, we will discuss yeah. the Aubameyang thing <laughs> in News and Views. So stick around for that. Uh, we, we think will. that's probably a, a better for a sort of slightly more meta conversation uh, that rhymed in News and Views. Uh, yes, uh, Arsenal three, Southampton nil at the Emirates. I I, I know what you mean reservations I think are, are, are probably right and I'll let you go because uh, I know people enjoy these sort of hashtag Brad rants at the beginning so go for it. I don't,
1: I, I, I'm, I don't think there's actually much to rant about because I think a lot of the reservations that I still hold about what we're doing moving forward are things that I've said before we um, didn't start the game particularly well uh, we looked bereft of confidence at points and we were struggling to kind of put two passes together, and it it seemed to go from party making wayward passes to Xhaka making wayward passes, and then the goal came, and it it kind of sp- sprang us into life. And I think you, you you encapsulated it well in a text to me. That's that's what happens when our second phase goes well, when we actually keep the ball in that area of the pitch. Um, and I sent you a voice note saying that and this is uh, an opinion of mine, you can have issues with your setup and football team. I think you can have a few of them and still have a a kind of functional football team. We might get a striker in January, we might not. But the issue with Arsenal Football Club isn't just that we don't have a fully functional striker. There's a couple more issues. And I think that we're teetering on the edge of just having too many. Mm. Um, So there are still some reservations, especially from a game that, you know, you could I think make the argument that there are five or six of Southampton's first eleven out. Yeah, there was Romeo's like out, Solicu, out of the fixture.
0: Adams, all sorts of Stuart people.
1: Armstrong, Che Adams, um, Fraser Forster and Alex McCarthy. Mm. Like big, big names for them. They've they've had to get Willie Caballero Huge in names.
0: on. Alex McCarthy, I mean.
1: Whew. That's what that's what I said. For them, Alex. <laughs> um, Sorry. You know, so What? <laughs> <laughs> so I still think there are some there are some caveats, but now those caveats are gone. I just want to talk about the absolute champagne yeah. football yeah. we started playing yeah. in the second half, mate. And the, in, in in the the end of the first half of the game as well.
0: Yeah. You use my word functioning. Um yeah, I, I I I yesterday was a real moment of clarity for me watching that game. Um It felt like a very revealing performance in many, many different ways. Um, And I think if you're just analysing results, hey, presto, we had a fucking great game. Let's move on to next week. But I think this this game tells us a lot. Mm -hmm. And when it functions, when it works, when that second phase happens, as, as, as you alluded to, I really see it now as... Our build-up phase, we have the players, we have the uh, the function, the principles to, to work it in that build-up phase. In that first phase, when we're playing off Ramsdale, playing it into White, playing it into Gabriel. When it gets into the midfield, when we're asked to try and hold it, when we're asked to try and not give it away in that second phase, in that progression phase, the thing you want to do in that second phase is progress the ball. We struggle. We really struggle at times. Now, it worked, and the, and the first goal goes in, and the game state changes, and it takes the pressure off that second phase, and then we can start to play, and that's fine. But it is a real concern for me. This system—I was watching it yesterday. And I was thinking, what? What is it? What is the main thing that Arteta's strength is? And I think it's the principles. It's the principles of. When it's at its best, and sometimes it isn't functioning. When it's at its best, what it, for me, it does mainly two things: it allows the principles to flourish. So, short passing, good spacing of the players. Uh, you know, sort of knock it around the corner, lay it off for each other. One touch, nice movement, nice progression. And it can look absolutely gorgeous. And going backwards, it, it looks it looks good too. It also allows, secondarily, the players to flourish and do their best work because it allows Saka to to sort of cut in on his left on his left foot, allows Lacazette to drop it, allows Erdogan to sit in the half spaces. It, it, it can really really work. So that's why my word is functioning. But my question is: when the players are not on it, do I believe this system is designed? and you know fantastically you know well worked to to crush an opposition or or do i see it you know changing from week to week ever so slightly and listen you know mm. i i have a football brain that's comparative to you know some oranges or small small bits of fruit but there is a i'm sure and i'm sure someone could probably explain to me all the crazy technical differences but i i don't see from week to week to week the massive adaptation against certain teams now i'm not saying need to adapt you know you need to completely change your game but i i don't see how we played or we tried to play differently be it with a three at the back or whatever compared to the liverpool game we're still trying to play the same game now against southampton that works the same principles are trying to work. But against the Liverpools, against the Chelsea's, against the Mad Cities, I don't see how we go toe to toe with them because I don't think we have the quality in that second phase. And no. that could be many different reasons. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm starting to think it's not completely individual, let's say that. I think it is also,
1: as well, when, when you.
0: One of the big issues with the Everton
1: game, especially at the start and then by the end as well, if a team isn't pressing you, playing playing out from the back becomes a bit difficult because you're not playing around anyone. One of the biggest things about playing out from the back is when an opposition press you, you can break that first line quite easily and you're taking, you know, two or three players out of the game. And I think that we definitely have the quality to do that. But in instances where we're coming up against, you know, the Watfords of this world... Low locks, basically. Or yeah basically low blocks and or you know even even they could be sat in a high line it's just they're not pressing we end up doing a lot of what we saw last season which is just the u-shape tommy asu to ben white to gabrielle to tierney um waiting for them to press us and it never comes and then we're like well fuck what do we do and that is when we tend to revert back to the really lethargic choreographed moments. Yeah. The kind of the worst moments of Arsenal. Yeah. And that is a real issue because there are, you know, what, I'd say 65% of teams that we, we will face moving forward, especially as we build into a more dangerous club, will be like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and we're not seeing any progression in how we deal with that i said it in the last episode you need to be able to play uh two different ways when it comes to football you need to be able to play play when you were the underdog and you're having or or when you're having to accept like a very hefty press and you have to be able to play through the lines when they're sat there in that double bank of four like we've seen Burnley do. And that is the the kind of marker of a successful team. Whether mm-hmm. that whether you play that way through playing out from the back and pressing or just quick kind of ticky tack of football, it's kind of horses for courses, but you have to be able to do both. And one of the big issues is is at the moment, sometimes we're not even able to do one and we're having difficulties with our playing out from the back. But then, when we're having difficulties playing out from the back because they aren't pressing us as well, it, it leads us into a situation where the principles aren't working. But it's not because the principles don't work; it's because you do need different game plans.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when and when those game plans are working, like yesterday, we're playing the champagne football. The Olays are out. It's it's fantastic. Oh, it was and beautiful. On other, and on other days, mate, do you know, what I thought we looked like I thought we looked like a five side team. In that first first 15, first fifteen minutes, it felt Wait. like a five-a-side team translating to a to a proper pitch. The spaces were all over the shop. We were we couldn't get out, We couldn't hold it. We couldn't. We weren't running in any any kind of uh, any kind of any kind of what looked like a trained you know sense. It felt like we were chasing the, par- the ball. The
1: passing weight was awful. Yeah, and and it re- it
0: really did feel like we would we were translating our our game out from rondos and out from smaller small sided pitches you know in in training to the proper pitch and I and I tweeted something like why don't we come train at the emirates man because like it feels like whenever we get on a, on a big pitch we shit ourselves i feel like i feel like in training and and you know hang on warning conjecture ahead i feel like in training we probably there it is. um we probably do a lot of small-sided stuff. We probably do a lot of stuff in the little, in the half spaces. We do a, um in the, sorry, in the, in the little spaces, in the, in the small spaces, in the, in the one, two, you know, light touch, getting in and out of a, of a, of somewhere. Saka looks good. You know, all, all the, all these lovely, you know, technical footballers look great. We go home looking happy. Let's get three points on Sunday, lads. That's not how the game goes. You're asked to run when, 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 you know, uh, twice now, Damari Gray, um, and oh, what's his name? Not Chinepo. I've got it written down. Um, Teller. Uh, when Teller and uh, Gray have been running at our defence for the last two games, it feels like we don't know how to manage that space. They're running at us centrally, and if no one goes to to close them down, and I felt in that first sort of fifteen minutes before before well, not for fifteen minutes, basically before the goal this like party and jacker were stood on top of each other we, we we looked calamitous really and i think we could have been sat having a very very different conversation so look we, we we sorted
1: it out a we, good team a good team punishes us in that first 15 yeah. 20 minutes and maybe
0: even a southampton team at full health yeah. punishes you and look we sorted it out so credit to the to the guys we had a great mm. game so let's talk about it but let's be clear: this could have gone very differently. This could have been a very different and process. very wrong,
1: very quickly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So now that's all out of the way. Yeah. Let's lavish praise
1: the beauty of some of that football. Oh. Just before we do that, can I have a, can I have a rant, Brad?
0: Can I have a rant? I'll go for it, my friend. Go for it. Um. So I know people enjoy. Well, at Octoguna enjoys the hashtag Brad Rants, and he calls it the the antithesis to that the hashtag Alex Flex. So, um. I'd, I'd, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's one of those. This is one of those, but th- th- this does annoy me, right? So I understand the 3 p.m. blackout. I do. I, I understand what it was trying to achieve, but we've moved past it we've moved past it. I understand mm-hmm. it in the 80s and 90s and uh, early 2000s, maybe even the first part of the 2010s. But now, no one is going, I can't watch the game. They know they can. They can, They know they can go on a stream website and go on NBC Sports Network. Even if it's someone who isn't particularly good with technology, they they could say to someone they know, there's ve- going to be very, very few people thinking, I literally can't watch the game. They can watch the game. They just go online and, and illegally stream it, which is what I'm presuming most people did yesterday. Right? So you have an illegal streaming problem. What do you do? Well, the blackout was intended to, as I understand it, to encourage people to go to 3pm kickoffs. That is a really important thing. But let me tell you now, as I just said, A, no one's going to to those 3pm games thinking they can't watch the Arsenal game. They might be going, but they're not going thinking they can't watch the Arsenal game, so it's a choice. And secondarily, let me tell you, those people will appreciate, instead of fifty more people turning up to their ground. They'd appreciate being funded properly so they can advertise to a wider audience. They'd oh, appreciate God, being yeah. funded properly so they can pay their players better. They'd appreciate being funded properly so they can push for promotion up the ladder. That's what they'd appreciate. So why not monetize the game for the Premier League, stick it on the Premier League website, ten pounds a pop, whatever it is, you know, however you want to do it, maybe you do a yearly subscription or whatever it is. And yes, it's more money for the fan, but ultimately, you know, I'm I'm in a fortunate enough position if it's, you know, five, ten pounds a pop every you know, once a month, I'm I'm okay to pay it. Now, some people can't, yeah. and, and 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 fair play to them, and they will still be streaming. There's always going to be streaming, illegal streaming, but use that money to to benefit the people down the pyramid. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. It, and, it really and doesn't.
1: Fifty percent. Go and have a chat to the people down the pyramid and say, you know, here's um fifty percent of the the profit, it, or even just fifty percent of the 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 money you rake in. If every If five of every 10 pounds goes down the pyramid, how many Arsenal fans are going to pay for that stream? Lots. So 50% of that money going down the pyramid from every single Premier League club having a 3pm kickoff for the whole season is is another shitload of money that's going to go down. I don't think with the amount of Americans that we have in the game, though, as in owning football clubs, we're far away from an American system where you pay a subscription fee to the club Mm. to watch. And I've mentioned it before, like God, probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah, I remember. Um, Where, because I, I got a bit into basketball um, after going, doing a bit of traveling. Um, And you pay a yearly subscription to the club to watch every single game. I really don't think we're far away from that. Yeah. One, because that's what the Super League was. The Super League was to strip money away from kind of UEFA and put it into the club owners' pockets. We're not far from, you know, if they know they will be able to get the same, if not more money, from Just selling. How many Arsenal fans are there? If you sell them a hundred and fifty pound yearly subscription to watch a HD version of every single Premier League match, that is going to make so much money. Yeah, of course it is. How much more money is that going to make versus what they they are given by Sky? Because the thing that that will affect right is the it will affect that will start to have real ramifications on on Burnley's on on kind of smaller clubs that won't be able it'll be again another another switch where the Arsenals of the world who kind of or the United's or the Liverpools or the Chelsea's or the cities who are now dominating the fanscape, kind of the fan base world, will have more and more money coming in because of that. And then the the maybe Leicester's the, the those trying to break into that top six And establish themselves as a top eight will fall away financially again. Yeah,
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, You'd have to you'd have to find some way of doing it it fairly. I mean, on the on the three pm thing as well. Like, I if you spoke to if you if you said explicitly to fans, you did it on the Premier League website, for example, in the current setup. If the three pm websites uh, three pm games are on that website, you said fifty percent or seventy five percent of this of these proceeds go to supporting grassroots football. People would pay it. Of course, people would still stream it a little bit, but people would pay it. And I also think. There's a, yeah. I, I still wouldn't pay Sky. I wouldn't pay Sky or BT. But I, it, it, even if it was, do you
1: know what? Even if it was fifteen quid and they said fifty to seventy five percent is going to the, the pyramid and grassroots game, and then maybe even some of it to the women's game, I'd happily pay it. And this is someone who is yeah, so adverse something. to paying for football content that I literally stream it from the Middle East, like. <laughs> I have no clue what these commentators where you are get saying. Your I'm so takes from
0: Brad. Sorry, what?
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, the, and the other thing as well, mate. I like I pay, you know, what is it, fifty? Whatever I pay, you know, for my internet and BT and Sky, and then I had to change stream like thirteen times in the first. I missed both goals. I had to go back and watch them. It's like it's so pointless. Ads covering content. You know, unchecked. is not my internet. It's you know it, the streams going down. Just constant. Like what stream were you using? Oh, I was on. Um, I was on Reddit soccer streams, mate. Just get on his goal. I was about. I was on, about it's, to. It's easy. I was about to be like, oh, I wasn't using anything, as if a anyone's listening who cares, and b as if I haven't already admitted that I'm fucking illegally streaming. Right, let's let's go with it. Um, yeah. Uh, Ralph Hassan, who looks like he's in Peaky Blinders. That's the end of my observation. Yeah. That's the end of the. Do you know what you con- just uh, the content there? Do you know what you just you, you look like? You look like someone who's going to say, "Sorry, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry." <laughs> That's going to be the, it's going to be the new one. Uh, um,
1: it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. I can, do you know what? I can never tell whether he's a good a good manager or not.
0: Who Ralph all?
1: Yeah, I, sometimes he puts together a system that, that that I'm like, oh, that looks quite that looks quite good. He looks like he's playing well,
0: and then he gets like smacked nine nil. I. I, yeah, I don't know, mate. I, I there's a part of me that thinks is he being let down by the football structure because I don't look at many of those players and think fantastic. But also, I don't know how involved he is in. They're the also not investing money. Well, that's what I mean. I don't know how involved he is in the transfers. Yeah. I don't know how much money he has available. So, um, I mean, they stay up every year. So, um, to be honest, in, in this league, mate, like considering the amount of money being thrown around, it's it's not it's not a bad thing. I mean, there's a part of me that oh, goes, God, yeah. is he a Southam- is he just a Southampton manager? who has a cool name, Plays has played some good football in the past and, you know, sort of Pochettino, the, the line continues and people go, oh, he's German. And yeah. I don't know. It's difficult to tell. Uh, but he does look like he's Mickey Blinders. German managers are very in vogue at the moment in football. Sorry. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so the, uh, something, something I wanted to put to you, Brad, uh-huh. there is a part of me that as we've kind of calmed down over the week and let me tell you some of mine and Brad's uh, WhatsApp exchanges were were very funny um, as we've kind of been <laughs> processing the Everton result and all that sort of stuff I've, I have been thinking about Arsenal um, and Ars no uh, and uh, it sort of dawned on me a little bit if you're asking a football team to probably come let's say 5th or 6th that, you know, that should be a, 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 I think, a season where everyone, I think top four, I think most fans would say that's overachieving. I think it's a stretch. I'd, I'd say eighth or seventh, I'd say, I think most fans are saying, look, that's it's, it's not good enough for three years progress. And I think fifth or sixth, fans are saying, OK, probably at par for where we are in the process right now.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you're asking a team to come fifth or sixth, are you not expecting them, hypothetically then, at the beginning of the season? To lose against the likes of the Liverpools, the Chelsea's, the Cities, beat the people below them, like the Southamptons and the Watfords Mm -hmm. and the Norwiches, and struggle against, slash, get some decent, half decent results against the likes of Tottenham and Leicester, who we beat, and United and Everton, who we lose against.
1: I don't. The thing is, though, I don't think you can put Everton in that list. Okay, but but that's in, no, no. But that's not
0: my point. You know what I mean? It's, that's 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 that's. Kind I, of know, fluff. I know. I know
1: what you mean. But it's also about like not colouring history in the sense of
0: like Everton. Know, no, were, I'm not. Were, I'm not were, are, are the Everton. Result. Unbelievable. I'm not. I'm not talking about the Everton result. I'm talking. I'm talking about in terms of where we are in the league. And I. I the thing is,
1: is I. I understand what you're saying, but it's not as. There are. far too many good teams in this league. Right. And we are in a situation where even with our, our 10 game unbeaten run, we are now, I think are we sat sixth after this result? Spurs are, I think one point behind us with two games in hand. We could, it is results like Everton, that is a team that we should have rolled over that will lose us fifth and sixth because West Ham are flying. They look like they're on course for top four. You know, United are up and down, but with some of the star quality they have, they will be in and around the conversation. And you just have to look at the compressed nature of the year. Last year, we were four points off of Europa League football you know, we were four points away from sixth place last year. Now it isn't good enough that we finished eighth last year, but we took zero points from Everton last year. If we win and draw instead of two losses in those two games, we're in the Europa League this year, rather than no European football. It is losses like that, that over the course of a season will massively hurt us and define us. Now, we there is there is a couple of caveats. Like we have played, for example, all of the traditional top six once. We've also played Leicester and Villa. We were lucky enough to play Villa when they were in that real slump. Uh, you know, starting to go through some bad results with Dean Smith. But and I am pretty sure that I know that Spurs still have to play Liverpool. They haven't played Leicester, I don't think. I don't know if they've played Villa. So there is still some tough fixtures for them to come up with. But it's results like the Brentford loss, like the Everton loss that come the end of the season could put us in in seventh, eighth position again, rather than fifth or sixth where we deserve to be because of slip ups like that. Of course, you expect moments of, you know, and I think also you you do expect to lose to Chelsea, to City and to Liverpool, but it's the manner of it that is you know i've i've never profaned that we should have beaten them but i have always said that we should have definitely done better in the city and chelsea result because look we like i said on liverpool there were there were positive signs for about 40 minutes and then in the second half we just lost our heads um but with with the nature and talent in this league we you can't afford to if you want to play european football slip up against a team that you know hadn't won in 8 and had taken two points in 8 that is where we will really start to to kind of trip ourselves up and come the end of the season we easily could be talking about a 7th 8th place finish again
0: yeah yeah i i i i don't i don't think a lot of that is untrue um or unfair and I think you're right that we should be frustrated about the Everton result because that is that is the type of game that will will get us fifth or sixth, or will be the difference in the end between the fifth or sixth. Those types of games, especially that when they feel like um, opportunities with you know the form that they were in and all that sort of stuff. I don't disagree with that, but I still st- stick by my point that in terms of where we want to be right now, I think we can not banish the thought that we're not at par but we are we're basically where we should be in in my head in terms of if you if you laid out at the beginning of the season basically do you know what's going to happen this this season mate we're going to beat the teams we should beat basically we're not going to beat Liverpool chelsea and uh, city and we're going to sort of get a mixed bag of results against the team around teams around us i'd say that's where we need to be now or, or where we're probably at at the moment so I I just thought back to my kind of expectations at the beginning of the season. And yes, the Everton result and the Man United result feel like missed opportunities. And they are. Let's be clear. They are. And the Man United results different, though, because it doesn't matter because they are a team that
1: with the quality and the spend, you would have expected to be above us anyway. The only reason that we expected to beat Man United is because of the managerial situation that they put themselves in. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. But I, I, I would have. I, I have no. I have no, the only qualms I have about the United result is the fact that we allowed United to beat us by being poor. You know, that's the only issue. Is I go look, it's a missed opportunity. Everton isn't a missed opportunity. Everton is one of these games with a team in the bottom half of the table that we should be winning. I think there is also a conversation to be had about you know results in the short term are great. But a lot of these results that we're talking about, you know, beating the teams you should should be beating, and I've I've always said this, have been scrappy, lucky goals, you know, bundling it over the line against Norwich. And it will always lead to problems down the road because it will lead to the Everton result where your luck does run out. And, you know, you have these moments of picking up three points against Norwich and Burnley through a brilliant free kick and um, against Watford, you know, kind of scrapping a one nil when we could have easily lost or drawn, and then you get the Everton games where those moments don't come off for you, and you do lose. And if we don't see an uptake to to consistently play the way that we played yesterday against these teams, that is where we will start to to falter because luck in those moments, like in that first twenty minutes, we were we were poor, and yesterday. One, we were lucky to be playing a team that had five or six first team 11 out, but we were also lucky that, you know, there was, there's a couple of chances, I think from like Teller on the edge of the box that forces a good save down low to Ramsdale. There's a couple of moments where you go, if they pull one thing out of their ass, the entire game state and landscape of the game changes.
0: Yeah. Um. We should move on. We should talk about the game. Um, I'm going to use yeah, my we podcast host privileges and say something, which I'm not going to give you the chance to respond to, unfortunately. But the I would say I'm nervous of us rewriting history and rewriting the narrative of this season. As for example, the Watford game, we could have lost. I, I don't. I don't particularly buy that. There are games that I do think we we were scrappy and and we we did get get you know, lucky. Sort of like the Burnley game, we weren't good enough in. I think there's certain games that that narrative doesn't fit, and we probably apply them to. I, I just I just think overall this team feels like it's sh- it's it's got places to grow and has disappointed me this season of course but has also has also been for me in and around the level I would have expected at, at the beginning of the season it, because we're we are in fifth and sixth now if the if that changes and if for example we results wise or quality wise. Just to clarify, uh, results-wise, and that's not the same as performance. I mean results, because yeah. performance-wise, we should be doing better. But results-wise, if we're just looking at results, I think we're basically where I expected us to be. So I, I don't know. I, I I just felt that quite strongly. I may I, I I, I, mate, I, I, uh, agree I said I no response. Thank you. I'm the I'm the host. How dare you speak listen, to me on a podcast? Listen. How dare listen, you respond Alex, on a podcast? <laughs> listen.
1: We just have to be careful we're not United last season finishing second and then realising that that's not because of the whole caveat of the world around us.
0: (laughs) It's been raining, mate. It's been raining. Um, Yes, as we said, good start from Southampton. Really, really good. I thought they were getting the ball off us really highly. There was a terrible challenge from Gabrielle. If that was 60, 70 minutes, it would have have been a red mate. What, the one where he... is it the... Clatter's him on the left wing.
1: Yeah, 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 Where he basically like, I think it's his arms that takes him down as well.
0: Yeah, it's an awful try. Honestly, if that was 60-70 minutes, fair, he'd be I, off.
1: I, I do, I do have sympathy for him in that moment because he's put his arms
0: up to to protect his face. Have you, you watched
1: the challenge back?
0: I have. Yeah. He also gives the ball away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm creating a narrative here, Brad. Come on. Um, no, it's
1: fine. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go along with your narrative because thanks. it is such a poor tackle. Yeah. But it, the only reason that he ends up taking the player down is because he's trying to protect his face. He doesn't want to get kicked in the fucking
0: face. Yeah, no, I take your point. I I, I felt as though that first period we just we just couldn't get out, and there were so many sloppy passes. There were so many sloppy balls. Uh, they were getting in at us on both wings. I felt there was a shot from is it Armstrong? We cuts back in, gets the forces to save out of Ramsdale. Uh, a couple more, as I said earlier on, there was the thing with uh, with Teller. Is Alex Teller? Why well, do I feel like I'm making that up? Like Alex Maybe. Tellers. I feel like I'm confusing two players there. No, um, Nathan Teller. That's what it be. is. Um, Nathan Teller. That's it. But yeah, and then we ride. Listen, I mean, ultimately we ride the storm. Like, and there's a part of me that kind of yeah. the the results, um, the results analyzer in me who just goes, "Well, we won the game. That's all that matters." Does go well? I mean, ultimately we r- rode the storm, and then we score a gorgeous playing out from the back goal. I mean, let's relive that for a moment. Oh, it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. Ball go- oh, just watching back now, ball goes back to Ramsdale. One touch to White, one touch to Partey, one touch from Tomiyasu. Uh, I think it's Erdegaard takes it and plays it back to Tomiyasu. Saka takes it. Cut back. Bosh. Like I said, I mean, it's it's an unbelievable Mate, goal. there's two things to pick out from that goal as well.
1: The um, There's a certain amount of a kind of ingrained fear in me from Leno days of when our keeper has to pass, I automatically kind of tense up Mm. and I've been doing it like the whole way through Ramsdale's kind of career so far, just because I'm used to seeing shit from that moment. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like ingrained in my body to expect something wrong. Um, But that's stopped now. I'm so comfortable when he gets the ball and that's important to note because that just means he's doing his job so well. And then the second thing is I think one of Bakayo Saka's most underrated traits is his right foot. His weak mm. foot is so good. That ball is placed perfectly for Lacazette to lash it. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And the first time ball I think it's from is it from Tomiyasu or to Tomiyasu? Like it's so crisp. Like that, that goal probably perfectly encapsulates what Arteta wants to do. And
0: it it really is a thing of beauty. It really is. And as we said at the beginning, when it works, it's beautiful. And, you know, on these days, let's enjoy it. There was um, something uh, Paul, post my pants, said on the Arsenal Vision Instant Reaction was (laughs) was I love his metaphors. He said something like, if your wife is on a tightrope above two skyscrapers and she's been walking for like, you know, sort of a couple of minutes, and she's been falling all over the place. Don't boo her. <laughs> and I felt the kind of st- the, the the stadium get a little yeah. bit tense because we were giving balls away, we were doing all that sort of stuff. But you're right on Ramsdale. When when he gets the ball, I don't feel that. I really don't. I think I actually no. think, well, something might, good might come out of this. I, I often think give it back yeah. to Ramsdale because he, to be honest, he, he might yeah. be someone who actually gets us somewhere. Um, yeah, and you're right about Saka, It's 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 sensational bit of play. He also. I think we sometimes and I I think every time we talk about Saka I say we forget how good he is but we do. We forget how just how fucking good this youngest player in our team probably our best player the way he runs that ball so many other players would not have the pace technical ability and all all that sort of stuff but would also not have the game intelligence to run at the angle he does to create the angle for himself as well as in the rest Mm. of the game when he creates the angles for himself and he gets out of spaces there's a shot in the second half where I think he hits the post there's another one uh, where he forces a save from Caballero. Um, no, sorry, he, it's a, it takes a deflection, goes out. Um, I don't think Caballero made any saves. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, I just think that that type of football, as you say, um, if we if we can bottle that and keep it. Then, then we're in business. Yeah. But we, we know that is unlikely. Uh, and I unlikely. think some of the reasons that we don't... I think some of the reasons we forget how good Saka is is because we
1: don't bottle that and we don't play that way. Because sometimes we, we do look a bit shackled. We bottle it in a different way, you know? Because I think back to... Uh, listen, love him or hate him, Southgate, he basically puts 11 players on the pitch and goes, go on, have a kick about and sometimes that can create real freedom. And I think that's one of the massive reasons you've seen Saka get, what, like three or four Man of the Match? Yep. Yep. Kind of awards in, in 10 games for England? Like, because when you give him the freedom and the opportunity... So smart. And just allow him to do what he does, he is unbelievable, mate. He
0: really is. He is, he really is. unreal. Yep, he really is. It's a great finish from Lacazette as well. I also... I find in football, sometimes I struggle because I I never know when someone says something, whether they're sort of saying it to discount. I think it happens a lot in our conversations, actually. I never know where we're saying it to discount the other side or to add to. But this is to add to. It was a brilliant goal and everything we've just said. And adding to that, the the defending from Stevens is woeful. How he? There's three of and them in the it, box. Is it Fednerak as well? No, it's, it's yeah. Stevens. I got it wrong when I messaged you. Stevens number five. He's just letting Lacazette have a free run and he knows what Saka's going to do. I mean, honestly, I'd be fuming. Yeah. Um, second goal comes, ball goes out to to Saka, plays it in uh, and then there's some kind of, uh, no, it's not Saka, sorry, it's Tomiyasu, um, plays it in. A bit of jiggery-pokery, it's and he miscontrols it. Um, back in, gets a bit of luck and Erdegaard gets his, I think it's his first ever professional goal with his head. Um, yeah. Look, a bit of luck, but three and three for the man. Uh, yeah, and it's unbelievable, James Madison. It's unbelievable. Where are you? <laughs> and I've got down. Remember when Erdogan wasn't flavor of the month? I think sometimes we, what we have got to remember in football, and and especially with the Aubameyang situation, which we'll discuss in news and views. Uh, hashtag keep what keep listening. Um, I think you've <laughs> got to remember how quickly things change, and that means for players as well. Yeah, you know, think. There were days when we thought Lacazette will never play another minute for this football club because he wasn't getting on the pitch, he wasn't he wasn't contributing in any way. He was he was completely left out in the cold. And now, I wouldn't be surprised if Lacazette starts our next two three games. Things change so quickly in in football, mm. and and you need the whole squad. And it's so good to have someone like Odegaard um, coming into his own. And 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 yeah, I, I credit to him because he's and when, fantastic. and
1: you know when we don't have when we don't have. Strikers scoring an abundance of goals. You need players like Erdegaard to step up and score goals from midfield. We've solved one issue, and we've created another. We've now got goals from midfield, but we don't have any yeah. coming from up front. Yeah. Really, yeah. you know, it's it's um, it's it's a weird place to be in. Yeah, but um, I think it's also. We, you forget how young a lot of the players are. You know, like Erlingard's been around for so long. I think about him like he's a twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old. Yeah. You know, because he's been around for like in our in my memory for like what five years now. Yeah. You know, since since he came and did he didn't he did he come and train with Arsenal? He did, yeah. When he was a kid. Yeah. When he was a kid, and I was like, "Are you a kid?" You know, you think. You think about him and you speak about him like he's he's an old man, and you, and then you forget he's like 21, 22. Yeah. and there's still so much room to grow. Um, and yeah, James Madison, where are you? Where are you, so Like when you think when you think of the the price we were quoted from Adders, seventy mil, and we've paid what thirty mil for this dude? Yep, it's
0: it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know, I think whoever that centre forward is is going to have some lovely days at the Emirates. With Saka, oh. Smith-Rowe, Odegaard around him. Like, there's there's, a, there's nearly a back heel assist from Odegaard. There's going to be some lovely goals for them on a plate, at the carpet. You know, we're going to struggle um, until we become a proper team to, to get those kind of away away things, especially against the big six going. But there is goals here in this team. I just think we need to add the right quality up front. Um, speaking of which, Lacazette should make it three, should square it almost moments after... Oh. Um, but I did I did think like it had a fantastic game. I actually gave him a nine in my player ratings. Might have been a bit might have been a bit kind. Um because I thought I think it was a bit kind. I thought he I think an eight would have sufficed. I thought he had a fantastic game. I thought he was combining he really did. well. I thought he was really sharp. I thought he was running the channels, which he never does. Um I don't know, maybe he's playing to get his place fitter? Well maybe he's fitter. I, I honestly I don't know. I mean, he just didn't look like he had the meat sweats, which is a, a sort of a a nice thing it didn't look like he was on Uber Eats last night
1: <laughs> uh, maybe he's playing for the for the for the next contract
0: well um, mate who knows but we've had enough of that so no no more of that knows. um second half cuz we don't have not much time lovely football beginning of the second half um two individuals actually three individuals to highlight firstly he thought Tommy Asu fan- had a fantastic game yesterday one of his best games in an Arsenal shirt he was solid defensively really good going forward um he inverts well. He only goes he on the outside could well. defend a two on one and come out just absolutely on top. Yeah, there's a moment where the Southampton player track tracking back. He loses it, gets it back, loses it, gets it back again, and and in f- spectacular fashion. He's a, he's a he's a top player. Um, secondarily, Martinelli. I thought I had another get another great game oh. today on corners. Weirdly, but he did some great some great corners, and and that's where the goal comes from, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but Ramsdale. Can I can I say the most complete goalkeeping performance I've seen in an Arsenal show? Yeah. Maybe.
1: Oh yeah, I'd I'd say that probably since
0: 2006. But yesterday, and and I that, maybe that sounds like hyperbole, but I and I don't I don't have the stats other than uh, Aaron Ramsdale's now made 51 saves this season in the Premier League. Only Jose Sa and Kasper Schmeichel have made more. I mean, I wish he didn't have to make so many saves, but it's a good thing in some ways. Um, I I think. I mean, it's
1: it's a bad thing that he keeps winning Player of the Month because it means that we keep putting him in situations where he's having to perform. But the fact that he is performing is a massive quality. I think you can accept both
0: truths. Every yeah, two things can be true. Every every uh, strata of goalkeeping, distribution, commanding the box, saving, kicking, positioning, like everything you want to say. I thought was. Perfect, absolutely perfect, and a perfect knee slide. I mean, honestly, he just—he is just. I I I cannot credit the recruitment team enough because this is a transfer that they knew would get. He had to turn off his Instagram comments because he got that much abuse. I mean, like I I can't recall a transfer that Arsenal fans have got more wrong. I really can't. Either way, whether it was right, whether it was good or bad, you know, like you know, a certain player doing particularly well, which we which we didn't. Which we didn't think all the other way around. Yeah, um, I, I honestly, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know what I, I to say about. Him.
1: I'm literally just racking my brain, and I can't think of one. Especially in the modern era, I think you know there's probably some from the 90s and the early 2000s that we're too young to remember. But yeah, for 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 for, for my living memory of Arsenal, I think this is probably the worst kind of <laughs> L the Arsenal fans have taken when it when it comes to the transfer business, and it's a fantastic thing to happen. Um, And I, the, the the only thing that stops me from kind of saying this is I don't think, I, I think having a keeper where the armband is a bit tough because sometimes you need them in the game up the pitch mm. to kind of get the lads going. But I don't think he's far from that conversation Not or being vice captain. Not at you all. You know, because one one thing you can level at Arsenal is we haven't had a captain for so long that's been able to be on the pitch. Our last, you know, what, however, five or six captains have been bloody substitutes come the late end of their career and or just absolute bell ends.
0: yeah or it's, it's, it's and, the curse of the know, captaincy at, the, at this point we'll, we'll talk about it in these moves uh, yeah. hashtag plug um, yeah the the third goal the ball to Martinelli
1: is sensational by the way oh, to be able that. to drop that on a fucking sixpence for him and if he does just a little bit better with the control and you know it's
0: unbelievable it's oh. unbelievable um, yeah uh, the third goal it's a great delivery from Martinelli do you know what he does he gets the height and the whip on it which often you either get one or the other um, it's a great ball and yes Caballero should definitely do better but it's a, it's a good goal from uh, Gabriel and Arteta hugs over on the sideline I loved all the takes of um, it, it appears to me uh, from my analysis that uh, Gabriel might have a baby on the way really what gave that away Oh my god, Gabrielle's a baby on the way. I mean, could it? I I really don't know what gave that away. What great analysis, brilliant! Um, Martinelli hit the post, Saka hit the post, but it, it was champagne stuff at that point, mate. It was unbelievable. Um, and we even saw Pepe down the middle. That well, no, Martinelli was down the not middle, really, but, but, but Pepe was on the left. Yeah, I was about to say not. I, that's why I said not really, but yeah, weird. Yeah, and and he came on instead of Enketia. Like, yeah, yeah, but but a period of sustained pressure, and that's what we wanted in that, especially in that sort of sixty to seventy minute period. I thought we'd get four or five at that point, but mm. you know, it wasn't to be. But really, 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 really excellent, and and something that we haven't seen from Arsenal. We're now back to a goal difference of minus one. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> minus one's better than minus two, mate. Come on. Uh, Arsenal have won eight Premier League games this season seven of them against teams in the bottom half including all of the bottom five Arsenal have also hit the woodwork ten times this season more than any other Premier League team we used to be behind Brentford and now we've jumped it uh, stats provided by, by Uh and we got the party shot as well so that was nice to so round off the day we had a, we had a who, who party rugby the, shot if you, if you if you are in the Emirates stop telling the Don
1: to shoot he can't shoot. Just stop it. Please. But when it finally goes
0: in, I can't. Dad, when it finally goes in. When's it gonna end, Robbie? I just was thinking the other day, imagine if Aaron Ramsdale scored a header in like a last minute Like an allison S. Alison The Emirates would go fucking wild. That'd be unbelievable. Stick him on a penalty just for the fun of it. Go on. He probably mate he's got ice in his veins mate he probably score we'll see you after this
1: News and news. I love Aaron Ramsdale. I'm getting him on the back of the,
0: back of the shirt next season. We know, Brad. Oh. Welcome back to News and Beautiful. Views, where we give you all the news and all your views, but mostly ours. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please subscribe, turn on notifications, leave us a review. And if you like, you can support us on Patreon, where you get access to ad-free and filmed versions of the podcast for just £5 a month. And for one-time support, head to buymeacoffee.com, where you can... Buy me a coffee. Anything you can give helps the podcast. The links are in the show description. First one, uh, Bradley from... I think it says for you, mate. At no new thing. Everything I at Bradley Adams says call. is nonsensical. I will end this Guy's a stone-cold winner, call. though. Elite beard. I will... I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen this Twitter account, it's this guy at no new thing who um, he just chats the biggest load of bollocks I've ever fucking heard hey I I'm a I'm a positive fan I would consider myself a positive fan this guy is it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and he's also the worst type of fan which we talked about the other day which is gone Brad. I know I know know what you're going to say no 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 you go you go I don't know what just know about the people who, who are like I understand football more than you I don't need to give give the reasons why i i know why this is happening or why we're gonna win the superiority complex but yeah I, i do so
1: i don't need to explain it's twitter fans it's twitter fans that have gotten 20k on twitter and that thinks that that fully validates all of their opinions so they go oh you know i have a better knowledge of football than the average fan so i am right and it's just it's 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 fucking nonsense mate it's just stating opinions it's absolute as facts. Isn't. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, mate. Oh, oh, it genuinely boils my blood. I I can't have it. Because it's also like it looks because it's also unbelievably classist because you just know it's like fucking white middle class people looking down on on, you know, what you would call regular fans. And I hate it. I I hate it with a passion. What
0: do you think you might say for example if you saw his tweet on your timeline? Like if you saw a really nonsensical oh, tweet. i him. So but what would you I'll, say, I'll, I'll, for, for I'll example? never see the tape. Would you say something like... Sorry. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, at and got, Andre Gotti says, I've been very critical of party in general, only because I know he can be so much better. But I think today he won the ball well. He drove forward with energy. His passing was on point. Need more of this if we are to have a good season. I agree with that. I thought party was much better today. Um, yep struggled in the first sort of fifteen minutes, but who didn't? Uh Louis Everyone Vega did. at Louis Vega fourteen says the truth is Lacazette is not consistent enough. We need a new striker in, Calvert Lewin or Tony. Tony's a shout. He does. Um
1: he seems to have turned his game from being like an absolute goal threat in the championship to being way more of a creator. And when we don't have goals coming from centre forward, we do need somebody who can do both. So it would have been good to see him do a bit more of the goal scoring in the Premier League. Um, than he has done especially statistically um, but I, I would take either at this point listen both are an
0: upgrade yeah literally <laughs> yeah Tony Tony, <laughs> Tony would definitely be an upgrade on what we have speaking of which Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was dropped from Arsenal's squad against Southampton after returning late from a trip abroad Mikel Arteta left the striker out of his 20-man squad on Saturday and referred to him committing a discipline breach during pre-match interviews Uh, The Athletic understands he was given permission to fly abroad for a personal matter. However, he returned later than agreed, leading to his exclusion from the squad. His late return had implications for Arsenal's COVID protocols. Go on, mate. First thing, first
1: thing. Why why does this Don keep getting permission to go abroad? I swear, like, at (coughs) least once a month or once every two months, there's like abameyang has gone abroad because of this and we've given him like do you, do you am i mental or is that something that's happened more than
0: once no i think i think you're right mate i think you're definitely right so one why do we keep like you we can only my, my nan is a is
1: a big lover of this phrase and that's for me once shame on you for oh me twice God, shame on my me
0: year four teacher loved that phrase yeah
1: she loved it. I know, and I think that's so true of this situation. We know what Aubameyang's like. Why are we giving him permission to just fuck off abroad again when COVID is doing a madness that it's doing? Like it's so stupid. It's so stupid from Arsenal to even give him permission, unless it's an unbelievably personal reason. Like,
0: yeah, you know, I think it depends, a it depends on the family member.
1: It depends on mission. of course, and and you know, we we, we discussed this yesterday. If the cr- if the punishment fits the crime. I have massive respect for what Arteta did, um, because it is what we, what you keep saying, and uh, you know, I'm going to steal your phrase now, is we cannot have it both ways. We have been crying out for behaviour like this from a manager for years. We wanted it under Wenger, we wanted it under Emery, and we're now getting it, kind of mostly under Arteta. I still think there are moments when it's needed. Oh, you know, but it isn't given mm. to certain players or well, wasn't um but you know this is this is what we want this is what we've wanted clear kind of outlines and and the guys obviously got a fucking pair of balls on him because he was under a lot of pressure before the game today and to come out and 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 do it and then not only do it but to come out and just say the truth and to put albert on blast I respect it. And obviously, I think if we lose the game, it's, again, a slightly different conversation. But, you know, this is what... And I, I do you know what? I do think the punishment fits the crime. This is not the first time he, it's been publicly known that he's been late. So how many times do you think that he's done this and has been late without us knowing?
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and this is the thing this is you, we've got to think about the information available to us. A couple of things mate. I think firstly we've got to try and relate it to like imagine someone at your work who you can't do your job without on some levels like you, you or you could do it but yeah. it would be a lot harder without him. Just constantly turns up late. It's gonna piss you off, especially when when they're being paid however much they're being paid. Like it's gonna piss you off, and, and yeah. therefore, like so I see some takes like, "Oh, it's only lateness." Like, calm down. I'm a bit like, "No, come on, man," because every because then it just becomes, as you say. You took the words out of my mouth. We can't have it both ways because we'll want the non-negotiables. We'll want things like, no, no, players should be sticking to a certain level of discipline. And then when someone does something undisciplined, we go, oh, it's only it's only this, it's only that. Well, then where does the line end? There's got to be some kind of de- definition for it. Secondarily, I love that phrase today, secondarily. Um, secondarily, I think with the Bamiyang, there is a argument, of course, that you have to treat certain players certain ways and you know you might you might allow um certain players who have certain standings in the game certain 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 caveat 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 basically is what i'm trying to say that you allow certain people privileges that maybe others don't get i understand that i do but we have to we have to at some point draw a line in the sand we have to Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was interesting on Twitter yesterday watching things come out before we knew any information so the Athletic article came out during the game so we actually didn't know the reason and I saw the silent majority stay silent of course but I saw two camps basically one which was well a couple of people in the middle who I respect and then a lot of kind of people on both sides going one Oh, for God's sake, Arteta again being, you know, one rule for one, one rule for other, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's going too far, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is ridiculous. We need him, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or you saw people going, no, whatever Aubameyang's done, I'm sure it's unacceptable. I I want my manager to be doing this. When we didn't have the information. And that tells me there's a bias there. That there's people who, yeah. who are biased both ways. Now we have the information, we can make a judgment. And... Mm-hmm. The judgement I think is you're right. I think the punishment fits the crime. I think thirdly and I and something I want to bring it on to the point about leaders. Someone put a tweet out yesterday I think it was fresh arsenal saying who would you want as your next arsenal captain? Do you think Aubameyang should be stripped of the captaincy blah, blah blah blah. I'm not particularly interested in that conversation. What I am interested in though is how many candidates there are. Now that's a recruitment thing. Oh yeah. So and and that relates back to the Aubameyang thing on on this level because there's a lot of leaders in that room now. There's a lot of leaders. We aren't reliant on Aubameyang in the way we were 12, 18 months ago. Aubameyang isn't that player no. anymore. We have Ramsdale, Tierney, Xhaka, even parties stepping up, even Saka and Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard technically are, are, all, are all becoming Xhaka leaders.
1: shouldn't get the armband.
0: No, no I'm not saying she should get the armband, but we have a lot of people in Gabriel, you know, you see how he yeah. performs sometimes. We have people who are stepping up, you know, people who are learning the culture and learning the language and becoming big players for Arsenal Football Club. We don't need to. Ac- we don't uh-huh. need to accept this anymore. I think part of the reason people were, were no. accepting it a while ago is because basically we had to. We don't need to. We don't need to. This guy's been late again. Now I'm not yep. going to sit here and put a on blast. I don't know the personal reasons. I don't know why he was late, but he was late. That's the point. So yeah. So I'm not going to comment on his personal life. But what I am going to say is, if you're late consistently, you have to accept the punishment. And if you're sulking. And it's also... Because, and, and just one last thing. If yeah. this... And I don't know this, because so this is complete. This is complete. Warning, conjecture ahead. But if he's sulking, get out of our club. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that. But if he
1: is... I think it is also a, a question and a situation of... You cannot be so poorly in form and be doing shit like this. If Aubameyang is bang, banging hat tricks and you know, doing somersaults at the carpet. I think that there is a certain amount of li- extra leeway you get. Being our highest paid player, being our captain, and in unbelievable form, you get, you will probably get a bit more leeway. But he's not If my grandmother adding, had
0: wheels, she would have been a bike. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. He's not doing that. So, you know, he has to accept this. And also, it's not, you know... Abamyang his superpowers you would put it has never been finishing. So when he does get that one opportunity like in the Everton game it's no surprise that he misses. But the fact that he isn't doing that and he's also being a bit of a dickhead off the pitch. We always we we knew this would come with Abamyang though. It, it, every stint at a club he's had always comes to a poor end where he, you know, where there are issues and you know, we—that's the unfortunate consequence you get of having a Bamian
0: at your club. Ask Dortmund fans about it. You know. So, do you reckon when Arteta heard he was late, he? What do you think he would have said? Sorry, what? <laughs> you're ahead of me. Uh, you, we—I know you're—you're you're slightly rushed for time today, so I don't want to press you, but you said you had something on the podcast you wanted to talk about. Do you have time?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of minutes. Um, one thing that—and this is a bit of a PSA. Uh, public safety announcement um, that I found fascinating yesterday. Please be careful where you consume your media from. We were 2-0 up at half time, And by the end of that first half, we were playing some decent football. And, you know, we looked to be... I turned on AFTV just while I was at work to have something to listen to, to let me know when the second half had started. The shit that I heard on there was baffling. Honestly, mental. You went... People will never... What? What? (laughs) Genuinely, genuinely. People were going on as if we were 2-0 down. It's not good enough, this and that. And Now, listen, the first 20 minutes was unacceptable. And there are definite things that we need to be doing to improve us, to make sure that we don't have results like Everton again. But... And surprisingly, Don Robbie said exactly what I'm going to say. And, you know, we're 2-0 up. Sometimes you just... In those situations, have to accept that you know we were poor at the fr- we were poor at the start. Okay, we're two nil up now. Let's move on. You know, we can we can take the knowledge of that into the next game and say that that needs to improve. But we're two nil up. Like it's 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 genuinely worrying the amount of people's opinions, and it, it comes from Twitter as well. You can tell the kind of people that have got all of their opinions from just people making tweets like. It's it really colours opinion, and it's, it's also re- if that's the only way that you're consuming the game because you aren't streaming it or you don't have the money to pay for it, you can see why Arteta out trends every week because the vitriol on that channel at points is 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 ridiculous. So please find content that is is based in in kind of at least some form of just objectiveness could you recommend a podcast Maybe looking um uh arsenal vision um ask Heart. any others just, just stay here lads. go on go on recommend to see your friends but yeah genuinely and also i used to consume a fair amount of af tv when i was younger um but i'm and i also used to cons- consume amount of um the kickoff when i was younger as in like just because they were the they were the two kind of channels around and stuff and I I made a like I made a decision to stop watching those channels because it but both of it became something it it never set out to be sometimes you have to make those decisions honestly just just find good content because some of the shit out there is wildly off base
0: I love how you said you used to watch AFTV like like a sort of recovering heroin addict it's brilliant yeah Um, Brad we just got to I completely agree by the way Completely agree. Uh, We've just got time, Brad. For a little bit of Arsenal trivia. Bradley, last week, I asked you and the listeners, has Alex Iwobi made more appearances for Everton or Arsenal? Arsenal. You are correct. He made 100 appearances for Arsenal. He's now made 68, although I did that last week, so it's probably like 69. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sex. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, yeah you're right well done next question is uh, how many of the last 27 league visits to Arsenal have Southampton won how many of the last 27 league visits to the Arsenal as in the Emirates or the Highbury have Southampton won uh, I'll give you a um, what's the word bonus point if you get the right amount of wins and draws and losses right There's no podcast next week. There is no podcast after the West Ham game. I'm really sorry. I'm going to be in Dubai and I'm not doing it. So... (laughs) Fair enough. I'm not ruining... I'm not ruining my time in Dubai by potentially a calamitous Arsenal result. I will probably have the game on and I'll I'll probably end up watching it, won't I? But I'm going to try and actually have a proper break. So apologies, there is no podcast next week. Yeah, Apologies Um, for that, guys. Brad, you could... You could do a solo pod. Nah. Imagine that. Try, try it. Go on. We're the yin. We're the yin
1: and yang, mate. We are. We need your your. We need you to 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 keep us grounded. Uh, Sorry. Uh, what? Sorry.
0: What? <laughs> Sorry. What? Keep us grounded. Yeah. Right. Uh, pleasure right, as always, yes. Brad. I know you got to go. Thanks as always for listening. Keep it different, knock. And we will see you after. West Ham game, slash, after what's the game after? Someone else? What is it? Uh, 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 I don't know. After Leeds. the Leeds game. After the Leeds game. See you then. Cheers, guys. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at diffnock, and visit our website, thedifferentnock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.